Welcome to the ninth episode of the Squadron's Pirate Radio podcast. I'm your co-host, Michaela Sani, along with Scott King. And joining us today is our own head race coach, Augustin Frario. Hey, Aug, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Mink, and thanks, Scott, for having me. And uh, very excited about this. Uh, it's, a, it's a great initiative and uh, very excited for uh, sailing season coming soon. Well, we're just excited to have you back, Aug. How many days in quarantine is this for you? Uh, um, well, I've been in quarantine for over uh, 50 something days, I would say. Uh, or, yeah, it's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a long, uh, it's been a long time. Uh, but uh, yeah, quite happy to be back uh, home here in Halifax and uh, yeah, excited for uh, sailing season. Yeah, for those who don't know, Org was uh, in Miami and, and when all this hit and um, he had a bit of a, a long route home, um, at home now in, in Halifax um, late last week. So we're very happy to have him back in the country and looking forward to a, to a, a strong season um, ahead. So we'll just, for our listeners, just give us a bit of an insight into, into you know, growing up in Argentina and your, um, your introduction to sailing as a sport. Yeah, well, so, um, yeah, I grew up in Argentina um, in, a, I would say, a, a sailing family. Uh, both, both sides of my parents were big-time sailors and, and uh, our you know, Argentina is a, is a, it's a big country when it comes to uh, uh, sailing as a fairly uh, successful sport. It's a, uh, it's a country where it's not only about soccer there, but uh, uh, it's a unique country when it, with very low resources, but at the same time that wins Olympic medals in sailing at every Olympics for the last six Olympics, I would say. Um, so yeah, I, I grew up uh, in, uh, sailing family with um, a lot of idols around, sailing idols. Um, and uh, my first introduction to sailing, uh, funny enough, I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't like it. And uh, even my, my family was uh, very shocked about it because they were all, I was, I was, I was the first, uh, first son, first, first son uh, of, my, of my family. And um, they were all very keen for me to get on time, uh, get the age to start Opti sailing and uh, my first experience. I, I my first year, I didn't like it. I didn't make friends. I didn't make. Uh, I didn't really uh, create a bond with the coaches, and you know, I kind of like didn't like it. Uh, quit it sailing and played rugby for like two years until almost just by chance uh, I got back into sailing later on. What made you go back? Uh, spending the summers. Um, with my grandparents on their on their boat uh, in their cottage, it was a, a kid, um, you know, playing around with an opti uh, during the summer, and uh, he kind of like invited me to go out and sail with him on his opti, just cruising around the beach. And uh, and then at the end of the summer, he told me, "Hey, why don't you uh, come and uh, try sailing again with uh, with me and my friends?" and um, and uh, it so happened my family were, were members of, of that club as well. So uh, it got started there. It was a, a, a not so not such a big program with with you know hundreds of kids, but it was fairly uh, decent sized program. Just a different environment and made some good friends and uh, great created some great bonds with the coaches. And from there on, I got hooked into sailing for life, basically. Well, we owe that kid a uh, a bottle of wine now for getting you to <laughs> to try sailing again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm sure he's all grown up. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, it's uh, it was uh, eventually, uh, eventually, uh, you know, at that at that club, uh, 
I, uh, I, as I said, I had some uh, great coaches and, and I got really hooked into sailing and I got really, and I got really hooked into, into racing as well. Um, and uh, eventually I did move back to uh, my original, you know, uh, yacht club, which was like a bigger yacht club with, with a, with a stronger program because they were just able to uh, support me with coaching and the strong, better coaching and, and, and a longer sailing high performance pathway. Um, but, um, but yeah, but I gotta say, yeah, I do owe that, uh, I, I do owe that friend uh, a lot for sure. And obviously at age seven, getting into sailing org, and then at 15, you're at your first world championship. So that's a fairly rapid ascent, but I guess in, in sailing terms, um, a lot can be achieved at a very young age. So you just want to talk us through that sort of teenage progression of yourself? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, as I said, about the age of nine and 10, I got back into it and uh, I rapidly uh, uh, got into into racing and I started doing my first uh, local club regattas, which in in Argentina, uh, we have a, a, a massive Opti fleet and an Opti class. And, and just where just where I live in my city in Buenos Aires, uh, you know, about every weekend, uh, there's like 60 yacht clubs, uh, one next to each other, pretty much or along the coast. And uh, there's, uh, you know, many Optis coming around. So we can sail year round and we would have weekend regattas of hundreds of Optis around uh, just as a, as a, on a weekly basis. So um, it was a very competitive Opti, very competitive young Opti scene for sure. Uh, and uh, which got me very excited and teach me how to, you know, work hard and have a goal and have discipline and, and uh, you know, and, 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 and be persistent, uh, be a good teammate and listen to my coaches and, and have fun with my teammates. Um, and uh, that let me, yeah, it was, it was, it was a heart. It was, I, w- I would say it was one of my, my, uh, it was one of the biggest accomplishments because uh, it's uh, in, in a country like that to be able to go to the world championships, which you have to be only, only the top five of each country get to go in a country where there's, you know, thousands of thousands of opties, uh, being able to make it to the top five in, in, in the ranking. It, it, it took a lot of work and, it, and, and uh, the opties, uh, but you can only sell till the age of 15. So uh, I had to wait till uh, my very last year to finally be able to make the cut. That's quite an achievement. Or um, there must have been some early coaches in your time through that period. I mean, is there one coach that stands out to you? Um, I would say not. I wouldn't say just one. I would say there's many, which uh, I, there's many coaches. Each of them have made a, a huge, have left a, a huge impact in my life, uh, and made a huge had a huge impact in my sailing life at different stages. Uh, and funny enough, I'm still really, really good friends with I, many of them. Um, and uh, one of, you know, actually one of them, uh, which was my, uh, uh, lear- one of my learn to sail coaches, I just uh, had a lot of fun doing some racing with uh, in, uh, in, in Miami uh, uh, this winter. And uh, it's, uh, and, you know, I still share a lot of, uh, yeah, I still share a great bond with, uh, with, with, with all of them. So Aug, it sounds like from a very young age, you were able to identify, you know, what would be a good fit for you. Um, 
so you, you said you've absorbed a lot of uh, firsthand knowledge from some terrific coaches along the way. Uh, how has that influenced uh, how you teach kids today in the program? Well, uh, I would say I, I, I know firsthand what a, what, a, what a huge difference coaches can make. And that is, uh, and that is what I try to implement uh, in, in my life. I, I, never thought my, I never thought I would grow up uh, to become a, a sailing coach. Uh, I never thought that that would be my, my career, my pathway. Um, but I guess looking back, it is one of, it made a, it, you know, coaching um, made a huge impact on, on in my life. Um, so I, I owe it probably to that as well. Um, I would say, yeah, like, well, I, I, I will say I, I, ha I do have great coaches and, and what I, I do try to get the most out of them of what I've learned, sorry, what I've learned of each one of them uh, and try to implement it. And also most important, transmit a lot of the passion uh, that I have and that, I, that I've got from my coaches and uh, transmit some of that passion to, to sailors. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully they will be interested and, and they will become passionate about sailing and lifelong sailors. That's to me, the ultimate goal for sure. Now, I don't want to steal any of your, uh, your secrets, but what makes for a really great coach on the water? I think most important, uh, care, caring about your sailors. I think that is the, if you, if you care about your sailors, you'll, you'll find your style, you'll find your way uh, to, uh, to support them and, and give them, and give them uh, what they need to accomplish what they want and discover sailing. Each sailor, each sailor, I always believe that each sailor wants and needs a different thing. So as a coach, I think you always have to be a different coach for every, for every sailor, because every sailor is different. Every sailor has different needs. So I cannot, I can't be the same type of coach or the same coach for every sailor. So I do try to um, read really well. What is it that, what, you know, what kind of coach could that sailor need? And I try to become, and I try to be that coach. And I think that is, that is my style. Well, it's obviously a very successful style. Or you've had an enormous amount of um, success here at the club, um, heading up our race program. Um, and obviously with um, provincial and national accreditation and, and, and experiences. Just tell us how you ended up in Halifax. Well, it was uh, many, many years ago. I was, um, I was uh, wrapping up school and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and also, you know, take a, a break from, uh, from my high performance sailing career. And um, I've always, I've always, I've done a lot of coaching on the, on the side as well, you know, but never really, um, never re really dedicated so much to it. And um, I was looking into, I was looking into uh, doing a little, you know, some experience out there uh, in a, in a country where they would speak English because, uh, you know, through university, I did lose a bit of my, my English. And um, so this offer came from a place in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, which I've never heard of really. And um sounded like a, you know a friend of mine told me well that sounds like you know a great place Canada is a great place and uh, you 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 will have a great a great summer there and uh, I just you know I showed up here 
for the first time, just kind of like for the summer, had a wonderful experience. Actually, Commodore Sean McDermott was uh, was was there that first uh, that first summer. He was the as a as a as a parent, uh, and uh, yeah, and I had a great time. I felt very welcomed by so many of the so many families, the uh, Norwoods, the Archibalds, um, you know, and um, had a, had a great time. And uh, when um, after a great summer, they they asked me to come back again, and I was like, yes, I had such a great time. Why not? And that turned into uh, basically uh, moving here uh, over ten basically 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, 10 years this year, Og, I think. I think you're up for a decade. Yeah, yeah. I've, I, I guess I've, been, I've made a Halifax my home uh, for the last 10 years, pretty much. So we've all seen the, uh, the big race team truck uh, at the clubhouse um, driving back and forth between the Mac and then leaving the property off on a, another great adventure. Um, you yourself, you were just in Miami doing coaching. So for those of us uh, who can't travel with you, what's it like? Across- well, uh, we, we do have a, a lot of fun and it's, uh, I believe it's, it's an incredible uh, life experience for all of our sailors to, uh, to travel around and uh, through sailing. Uh, I've, I've, I've been doing it all my life and uh, as, as, a, as a young sailor, and as an adult as well, it's, a, it's an amazing life experience that you never stop learning. You never stop making lifelong friends. Um, you know, I my my best friends in life I, are still my uh, my um, my race team friends from when I was a teenager of a young or a young kid, and uh, we are still all best friends. And we spend doing virtual racing this this winter during the pandemic, and or, or we still go out for a sail whenever we can get together, uh, and do some regattas or something. Um, but uh, I think, you know, for, for all our young sailors, it's, it's a great experience. Uh, we get on the road. We have uh, a, a very, a very, an amazing group of parents that are always supporting us. And uh, I think it's, a, it's, it's awesome. Uh, we travel to different places, learn different cultures, and, um, and make a lot of new friends. And uh, have, you know, not only get better at sailing, but, but uh, also get, you know, get become great people what's a what's a traditional you know day on the water look like for you and and for the for the athletes well we're on the road it's uh days are days are definitely very very long uh you know even after we get to a place after for example if we have to travel to kingston ontario or, or or down in the states um, if we travel by road, it takes uh, one or two days of travel of, of driving for sure. Uh, but then, uh, normally on a on a normal day on the water, sailing away, we start around eight eight or eight thirty in the morning, having uh, breakfast, usually uh, all together, and then we head over to the boat park, um, head over to the boat park and uh, start rigging. Then we we uh, have our brief. Um, we hit the water for, and we train for about a couple of hours, or we go racing until what you know for for a long day of racing, and then usually about six six in the afternoon, we get off the water sometimes, or sometimes even later. Um, we uh, do rig our boats, we uh, have a snack while we um, while we debrief, and then we have some uh, we have some dinner. Uh, usually, uh, by then, 
we're all really, really tired and we just want to hit the bed because we have to get up and uh, do it all over again the following day. Uh, so it's uh, basically uh, the being on the road days are uh, usually, you know, I, I always uh, acknowledge the sailors because I know they're, they're, they're like double days. They are, they're, you know, they're twice, twice as long as they're used to or as intense. And they're always absorbing so much that, uh, yeah, they get really tired by the end of the day. And there's a lot of off-water work as well. Or, I mean, you know, I mean, I grew up playing rugby. I, I, I did a bit of sailing, but I did a lot of competitive rugby. And at that point, I mean, I'm talking the mid-90s, early to mid-90s here, you know, health, wellness, nutrition, strength, conditioning, training. I mean, it was all very much in its infancy. Um, but I certainly didn't have exposure to that in my teenage years. Um, so just talk us through the, the different elements of that now um, for competitive racing and sailing. Yeah, so uh, when it comes to uh, sailboat racing, um, you know the 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 all the other aspects of their sport that are not that are not just spending time on the of the water have uh, become a stronger uh, yeah st- a stronger value for athletes. So um, you know the strength and conditioning. So that has become a huge asset as well. Mental performance and. Uh, and nutrition as well. Uh, so that, you know, that is, the reality is that the sport has, you know, all sports are gearing towards not, not professionalism, but, but just uh, um, more, more uh, a specific, um, they've, you know, they've developed and they've evolved in, in making, uh, being able to develop good ways to, to make gains. And, uh, and yeah, strength and conditioning, that's something our sailors do a lot. Uh, a lot of mental performance as well, and a lot of nutritionists. And sometimes, for 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 some of the sailors, we we actually uh, we actually rely on actually specific experts. Some um, some of our sailors uh, do work with uh, with strength and conditioning coaches, with men- mental performance coaches, and and nutritionists. Um, um, but those are the ones that are usually more at a, at a more high level, a provincial level, or national level. Um, and uh, for the rest, uh, you know, to be honest, uh, it's not something uh, it's not something uh, you also want to take just abuse of. But uh, but at the same time, as, as I always see it, um, the sailing coach is always doing that anyway. Uh, not maybe so well or because uh, we're not we're not as, as well trained as, as the experts. Uh, but at, at a younger at a younger age, we, we do believe it is also important just to build a foundation of uh, of have a, uh, a you know good nutritional habits for example or or good um, you know good physical habits as well as uh, or, or good even mental performance habits as well right so so building confidence and uh, building that that is building confidence building uh, physical literacy uh, or, or or understanding um, you know or, or or learning about uh, what foods and and, and stuff like that. That's something I believe coaches start coaching sailors from day one, basically. It, it takes a great amount of dedication to do what, what many of these athletes are doing. Um, what's the pinnacle experience that many of them are looking to achieve? You know, is it world championships? Is it the Olympics? Um, you know, what does that pathway look like for many of your students? Well, personally, my, my first goal is that uh, they're all become lifelong sailors. Um, that that is that is where our main where that's where I see the, the biggest success. Uh, 
And then second, um, when they make, if they make the choice, if they make their own choice of pursuing a high performance pathway, um, then I, you know, that I want to make sure that they have the, a strong foundation. And that is why, you know, we, we try to elevate their game as, mu as much as they're interested, uh, you know, during their youth years. Uh, but, um, but I would say many of them dream about going to the Olympics, for example, and many of, dream, many of them dream about going to the America's Cup. Many of them dream about maybe just sailing around the world. And, uh, or many, and many of them just dream, you know, dream about um, sailing around Halifax Harbor and camping in McNabb's Island and, and racing Wednesday night races and stuff like that. And as a coach, I mean, that must just, you know, fill your heart when you see them um, achieve those dreams, you know, in whatever capacity. Um, I think, I think, yeah, that, that, that is, that is what, uh, that is what makes me, that, that is what makes me happiest is when I see them achieve, uh, those goals and, and whatever those are, uh, you know, I don't, I don't judge people, you know, I don't judge or I don't, I don't give more or less importance to, uh, everyone's goals. I think they're every, all goals are as important, um, cause I think it's about the journey towards that goal and that that is that is in in that in my mind also what sailing is unique about it's it's a unique sport or activity where you can enjoy for all of your life and uh and you can share with people of all ages uh and uh and i think that is uh and that is what i what i hope our, our sailors will get to do regardless of whether they make it to the olympics or the America's Cup or anything that they want to, you know, if, uh, if uh, I, I think what I take biggest proud of myself is regardless of, of any, of any, uh, um, you know, silverware that our sailors bring every, every season or, or every moment of proudness that they bring to the club in terms of their interna international accomplishment. The biggest, the proudest moment for me is when I, when I see around those same, sailors years later uh or, or the year years after uh, um just uh, boating around the club uh, with their friends and and uh in their in their j24s or whatever or any any boat around that, that they and i that's what i've that's when i when i can see that they've become lifelong sailors and to me actually that is the proudest moments more than to be on more than any uh any silverware that they might be able to bring to the club well, geez, Org, I mean, that's the reason why you're such a good coach. You know, I remember I was, I was um, something that hit me talking with Peter Wickwire last week, you know, was around, you know, he talked a lot about the volume of sailing and just the amount of time that you spend in the, you know, in the game, but, but just that, that preparedness to make mistakes and almost embracing, you know, I guess failure to a certain extent to learn and just to commit to that process, um, you know, and that's, that's what, you know, that was a big thing that I took away from that conversation. And to hear someone like that that's had so much success um, talk a lot about making mistakes and being prepared to do that and learn from them, um, you know, that just resonated with me. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I always, I'm, I always believe, and that is why we, we many times uh, do so much traveling with our sailors. It's because, uh, you know, the, 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 when, when you get challenged, uh, when you get challenged and when you get forced to make mistakes, that's when you learn the most. And, uh, and that's why we do 
many times a lot of traveling with our sailors because we do want to expose them to bigger and bigger challenges as they as they overcome uh, their local challenges, right? And um, so, so I think uh, that has that is uh, that is definitely the I believe uh, the formula that has been working really well um, for our for our race program is to uh, is to always. Um, start local and, and as you and as we overcome always be challenged and always try to surround yourself with uh, with bigger challenges and once you accomplish those once you overcome those challenges just look out for a bigger challenge and uh, and I think that creates such momentum that then uh, and that's when we see a lot of our sailors accomplishing such uh, great things uh, all over the world. Uh, so right now, uh, there's not a lot of on-water activity happening. So how are you and the team managing uh, this time? And, and how, are you, how are you preparing for when you can return uh, to the season? Yeah, well, uh, this situation definitely caught us uh, all a little bit of off guard. But, um, but to be honest, um, it's, uh, it's always, you know, we're, we, it, things hasn't, have not st- slowed down at, at all uh, from a race team side, at least on, on my end, for sure. We haven't stopped working uh, towards uh, our, our making our sailors uh, better sailors. Um, I grew up in a, in a country that basically go from crisis to crisis, uh, and that impacted my sailing career a lot. Um, so I do know that this uh, situation is impacting uh, all of our sailors and all our sailing community. Um, and uh, when I was, when I was, a, when I was young, uh, um, my, uh, Ukrainian coach, former Soviet Union coach that was brought to Argentina at the time to, to coach my team, uh, you know, during those difficult times, he, he, he told me something that has stuck with me and I've been using a lot uh, during this situation, which was never waste a crisis. So um, we've been uh, working really hard um, with our sail training committee, our parents and, and our sailors to make sure that we're getting the most out of the, uh, out of this, uh, out of this year. Um, and that our sailors are staying connected. We've been doing a lot of uh, team gathers and a lot of uh, uh, meetings and, and uh, it will be doing some virtual sailing as well. Um, and uh, we have a lot of, we, we, we're, we're working towards some great plans. And at the end of the day, we are using this situation as an opportunity to raise the bar in a lot of the aspects of sailing that our sailors and our, and, and, and the, the coaching team never has enough time to go through because we're always really caught up on the on-water training and on-water regatta and the traveling schedule. So we are taking this as a great opportunity to uh, explore and explore a, a lot of the other aspects of our sport. Um, and uh, that I, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very convinced that it's gonna make our team way better and it's going to grow our our sailing community even better. So I'm very excited about actually this this sailing. Never season. waste a crisis. That's my new mantra. I think um, very wise words. Um, well, thanks so much for for your time today. You know, we really appreciate it. Um, I've learned a lot, um, and uh, you know, we all are certainly looking forward to more continued success. I think that this year is going to, and I agree, galvanize not just the membership, but also your, your athletes and your group as well. Um, reconnect them with the local, more of the local area, spend more time on the water, on home, on the home water here. Um, and I think everyone's going to really enjoy this season 
possibly more than more than others. So thanks for your time, mate. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you both of you for, for having me. Yeah, so and, much, uh, and uh, thank you. Thank you to everybody at the club for supporting our program as well. And uh, yeah, let's uh, looking forward to a very exciting uh, season for all of us. And that's our show for today. Next week, we sit down with past Vice Commodore and intrepid sailor Judy Robertson. Judy joins us on the program to talk about her longstanding lineage with the squadron, with her family having been continuous members since day one. We'll also dive into her start as a junior member and travel along for some offshore adventures. Thanks for listening.